Find Your Focus is a recharging space for the ambitious introverted woman. Grab a quick energy boost and reflect on how you want to show up as an introverted leader in your personal and professional life. Here's some inspiring stories of people around the world who've done things differently from society's extroverted expectations. Your host, Heather, a woman's leadership and life transitions coach, founder of a restored radiance coaching for the ambitious introvert, international communicator and marketer, world traveler, UK expat and fellow introvert. Heather aims to help ambitious introverted women find their unique leadership voice and create life transition roadmaps from career changes to moving countries or cities. Join Heather every Tuesday to find your focus, to fill your mindset with positivity and motivation to go after your dreams using your own unique energy blueprint. Your perceived weaknesses are your powerhouse. Before we get started, here's a quick note from Heather. Welcome, welcome, ambitious introvert soul. I'm so happy to have you here on the Find Your Focus podcast. These podcast episodes are crafted with love for you every single week, and I hope this content serves you and recharges you. Now, a couple of quick notes before we begin. I uh, record these uh, podcasts in my home here in Washington, D.C. I live about a mile away from the White House, so you're going to enjoy all the, the sounds of my neighborhood from time to time. And it'll just feel like you're joining me on the couch, and we are diving in deep on great combos with our tea and coffee in hand. So welcome to my home. Also, I'm all about the authentic conversations. And so I want people to feel that they can express themselves, their true selves here. So there will be explicit language from time to time. So keep that in mind um, when you are listening to these. Another note, I refer to women. Now, this is a safe and welcoming place. And I want anyone who feels, who identifies as a woman um, to feel welcome here. And of course, if you don't, identify as a woman, you are also welcome here, but it's primarily for those um, lovely souls who identify as women and ambitious introverts. So with that in mind, let's jump into our next episode. Lots of love. Here is your host. Today, we are talking all about connection as introverts, and today's guest is Katie Kurtz, an award-winning connector and founder of Her Turn Co. Her Turn guides women in deepening their connection with themselves and each other through the It's Her Turn podcast, coaching, gatherings, and retreats. Katie's authentic spirit and gift as a connector allows her to create brave spaces both on and offline for women to be themselves as they can courageously redefine how they connect. Katie currently resides in Cleveland, Ohio. She holds a master's of science in social administration and certificate in nonprofit management from Case Western Reserve University. She is an internationally certified coach with Beautiful You Coaching Academy and 200-hour RYT yoga instructor. Katie has spent the last 12-plus years as a licensed social worker and works as a consultant with leaders and teams on connection-centered strategy. And throughout, without further ado, here is Katie. Katie, welcome. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love being around introverted, like-hearted women. So it's, I'm in the right place. <laughs> you are. You're in the right group, right community. <laughs> So, Katie, I just wanted to dive in and really just get um, a feel for how did you get to this this amazing space that you're in and this beautiful community that you've curated? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny when I timeline back in looking back in my 35 years of life, I, even from a really young age, knew two things. One, and and I should say I knew this. Like, I know it now, but I didn't have the words to really articulate or know what it meant then. But, like, I still remember having this really visceral knowing that, A, my purpose in this life is to be of service. And, B, that I uh, I genuinely love connection. Like, I, I need it. I want to cultivate it. And so uh, it's been interesting to look how that evolved in my life over the last 35 years. And it makes sense that I ended up in a career path of service and, and even just where I'm at today. But but honestly, you know, growing up, I am an only child. I'm an old soul uh, and very introverted, right? I'm, I'm highly, was a highly sensitive kid and I really craved connection because I saw my mom and my aunts all have these really beautiful friendships with their other women and I wanted that except I really had a hard time in grade school uh I never really fit in uh I was just like naturally awkward and just had a hard time making friends and when I entered my all-girls high school I became a professional shape shifter I was able to kind of mold myself into all these groups and it it helped to get by but I realized that I was kind of not sure of who I was and I was so insecure and shy and felt a lot of feelings because that sensitivity didn't go away but I didn't know how to really handle it or fully express myself because I didn't know who I was and so that I still wasn't making those authentic connections I really wanted it wasn't until college where I really met my people the people who I could kind of let my guard around and be myself and explore who I was and they, those friends from college really became my, my mirrors to reflect back to me, not just who I was, but really emulate what real connection, friendship, community is. And that really inspired me to want more of that in my life because unfortunately I couldn't bring them all with me when I moved uh, away from college. And I uh, moved back to my hometown and was kind of looking around in my life and realizing like, how do you make friends as an adult? Like, how do you find community? You know, I I know that you can create connection around certain things, whether it's like activities or religion or culture or hobbies, but how do you make this kind of real deep authentic connection I was really craving with other women? And I had a really hard time finding it. I spent, you know, I tried to look for it at work. I tried to look for it at meetup groups and networking events and yoga classes. And I would meet certain people, but it was very surface level. And for all the introverts out there, uh, the surface doesn't do do well for me. I can only take so much of the surface. I want to dig deep. I really want to know people. I want to look in the eye. I really want to dig in. And I couldn't find that. And that's when I realized uh, that I had to create it myself. And so uh, in 2016, I had this tiny mad idea of inviting 16 women over from like different corners of my life that I didn't really know, some strangers from the internet, to my friend's living room, and we held uh, the first gathering. And I shared this story 
this exact same story. And every single woman around that circle said me too. And we have been gathering ever since every month. Um, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. And so these gatherings are local and in person. And it morphed into um, my business, which is Her Turn, which is all about uh, deepening connection to ourselves and to each other. And we do that through, uh, you know, online and real life experiences, uh, whether it's gatherings, retreats, um, workshops, coaching, whatever it may be. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I really love that story. And I can relate so much being um, a fellow introvert, but also um, traveling um, to Scotland and deciding to move there and create a community. Um, but being in the same position as you where, you know, just really craving that beautiful, rich, deep connection and just getting that surface level and kind of feeling like you're this like, I felt like I was an introvert on this horrible restrictive diet of no connection. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like slowly trying to crawl and like just crave connection like I would um, some big chocolatey um, ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I love ice cream. Fun fact, I wanted to be an ice cream scooper when I was a kid and the dream is still alive. So anytime <laughs> we can talk about ice cream, I love it. But second, of course you did because connection is why we're here as humans and we need it and research research actually shows uh, as humans but especially as women we need connection as much as we need the food we eat the water we drink and the air we breathe and so we can have connection but do we actually feel connected and that's where I think that that difference lies and and I want to be able to create spaces and hold spaces for women to not just connect with each other but to connect to themselves because we know that if we can be fully connected to ourselves we can fully connect with each other Mm, absolutely and you mentioned so when these um these gatherings started um can you talk us through the the process of you know what can a woman expect in one of these gatherings yeah so i always uh i love this question because every month when we gather uh we have our regulars, we have our community, our diehards who come every month, but we always have new women who show up and they walk through the doors and I'm standing there like really excited, ready to give them a big hug because we do hugs over handshakes and they're like, what did I walk into? And I'm like, don't worry, like you'll figure it out in the first five minutes of, of sitting in our, our half circle. And I always explain it like this, you know, when I first set out to hold these gatherings, I knew that I wanted it to be different. I've been to so many networking events and so many fitness classes and community events, and I've been around community for so long, and I knew uh, the kind of space I wanted to hold. And I I think what people don't realize is my uh, career in social work also lends a hand in really knowing how to hold space and, and kind of facilitate and uh, manage group dynamics. So that's that's sort of a, an added thing and also being a really trauma-informed person that also helps as well. And so I knew that in order for us to fully connect, we had to have permission to be fully ourselves because authenticity builds trust. And so I, uh, since that first gathering uh, four years ago, actually, it's our fourth year anniversary this month. Oh, congrats. Uh, thank you. We, I have developed uh, this Her Turn method, which really looks at this connection code, which is how we 
you know, these uh, key components of how we communicate to redefine how we connect as women, uh, the container method, which is how we hold space, and then also how I guide uh, the space and the conversation. And uh, this method is embedded into everything we do at Her Turn, but especially the gatherings. Uh, and, and so a lot of it begins with just that welcome, right? The hug over handshake. I always respect boundaries, but uh, I immediately knew, like, I hate shaking people's hands. And I, I just want to hug people. Like, I'm, I'm not like an over-hugger, but I just feel like this is, this is what connection is, right? Making eye contact and giving someone a hug and inviting them in. And uh, I have a few loving guidelines to create that container. We have some rituals to create that container, but I make it very clear that this is not a networking group. Uh, we don't have like business cards out. People can connect and collaborate and that, that occurs uh, in that like net, quote unquote networking fashion, but it's not a space to network. There's no selling, there's no recruiting. Um, there's also, it's not a support group. We do share a lot of feelings. Uh, all feelings are welcome in our, our space. Uh, however, this isn't, uh, you know, therapy. I, I may have that background and licensure, but I'm not holding a therapeutic group. We love therapy. We have fantastic therapists who we love to refer to, and we think everyone should be in therapy, but that's not what our space is. However, it is healing. It's healing because every single woman who walks into our space whether it's online or in in real life we all have stories and a narrative when it comes to relating to other women right mm -hmm. i know i do and my timeline's back way way back where i you know that story that was convincing me that i had to prove myself or i would constantly compare myself to other women and that would shrink or get small around other women or that you know, we had to constantly commiserate with each other or gossip or put ourselves down in order to, to fit in or compete with each other. You know, all of those stories that put us in a box and everything we do at Her Turn really smashes that box. We are redefining how we connect when we allow ourselves to come as we are and be ourselves. And our gatherings uh, set us up to help kind of rewrite that narrative and then we literally just talk it's like having a nice fun girls night out around your living room with all your friends and we're talking and laughing and sometimes crying and we have snacks uh except most of them are strangers from the internet so it's it's a little uh it's a little different but it's always every month is different because whoever shows up has different energy there are different people uh, it's a different conversation. However, we all leave feeling really uplifted and energized and inspired. Uh, and I have to say, I never felt that way when I left networking events or things like that. Oh my God. And I think um, a lot of our listeners today will be shaking their heads a big fat yes to that statement because I know most introverts that I know, we all hate those um, networking events because it's just like those little breadcrumbs of interaction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I went to so many networking events, and honestly, I still have to go, right? However, I, like, I just would hate it. I would feel, like, sweaty. I just would, like, people would hand me a card. Like, I didn't know what to do with my hands. Like, what am I supposed to do with all these business cards? Like, I don't want them. Like, I just want to know who you are and connect with you because I'll remember that. Uh, and then, like, the elevator speeches, I just, like, really, it's just so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And the more I would go to it, the more I'm, like, why does it have to be this way? Like, why did we make this the way we connect? 
And so now when I go, I freak people out because I like look them in my eye and like, and they ask me like, how are you? That weather. And I'm like, I'm, this is how I'm really feeling. And I actually don't do weather talk because it's too easy. And I actually want to know how you are. How's your heart? You know, what lights you up? Why are you here? Why do you love what you do? And that can freak people out because uh, it's going out of your comfort zone, right? We're skipping the safe surface and we're digging a little deeper. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I kind of love seeing people like kind of get a little startled, but they do and then they lean in a little and that's where you really create the connection. Mm, Absolutely. And I know you've touched on this um, uh, quite clearly and passionately, but I'd be really interested in um, you digging in a little bit deeper about what that connection means to you as an introvert and as a woman and how that connection then not only expands those relationships with the women in the group, but maybe there are other relationships out of the group. Yeah, absolutely. So I have found, and now I live by these five key keys really to unlocking authentic connection. And, and the first one is, is permission slip writing. And so this is a practice borrowed by Bernie Brown, uh, who is like the leader of introverts, queen (laughs) herself. Uh, right. So, uh, this is a practice that as a former perfectionist and somebody who's always in my head and like overthinking constantly, um, writing permission slips, this permission slip practice has been huge. It's been legit changed my life and so it's infused into everything we do and it's how we we begin to say you know right now I give myself permission to do be or feel whatever it is in this moment it doesn't have to be for the whole month or the, my whole life it just has to be the next hour two hours whatever and it's different than intention making or goal setting right because it allows for the space and grace to just be yourself and to allow yourself to to do or feel whatever you need. And so going into spaces where I either know I have to connect or I desire connection, I'm always starting from that space of permission. When we enter gatherings, when we have our retreats, wherever we're at, we're always starting with that permission slip practice because it it allows us to start to rewrite that narrative, right? Uh, The other thing, is uh, I have a very strict no weather talk policy for my own life and for any space that I'm in and like I live in Cleveland we have a lot of weather and like I said like I don't know what Clevelanders would do without the weather because I don't know what we would talk about but I and people will be funny like they'll mention the weather to me and they're like oh my god I'm sorry it's like no like we're human we're going to talk about the weather it can affect how we feel but what I mean by that is it's really safe and it's really surface level. And I want to be really clear, sometimes it's really important to talk about the weather in that safe zone because we don't feel comfortable or we need that boundary with other people. So I I think that's really important to note and I enact that when, you know, you need it. But if you want true connection, stay away from the weather talk. Ask people, the simplest thing you can do is shifting from saying, how are you, to how is your heart? Because when I ask you how your heart is, you really have to think for a moment and ask yourself, like, how is my heart? How am I feeling right now? And in just that little shift, you can start to respond in a really authentic way. And again, authenticity builds trust. 
uh, and asking different kinds of questions. Instead, if you're at a networking event, instead of saying like, what do you do? Ask somebody what lights them up? What gives you joy? What gives you that spark of energy? Uh, it's, it's really amazing to watch people and witness people come alive when you ask them a different question, just a little shift. And you're mirroring that for other people. Um, I also really believe, especially as women, uh, and what I've witnessed in our spaces is that trust can be a real issue, that we have had experiences with other women where trust can be an issue. And so that's a really important thing to acknowledge. And so one of the big uh, things that I try to live by, and I'm not perfect, but I also try to hold in our space is to not give advice. So this can be really hard because when someone lacks vulnerability and exposes who they are at a moment, it can create a reaction within us. We may want to jump right in and fix and help that person uh, from a really great intention, right? Or it may make us really uncomfortable that they're being that vulnerable. And so we try to change the subject or we try to give, give advice or we try to say, well, let me tell you what I did. And what I always say is when you have those feelings, just pause for a moment and really feel what, where that intention to give or share comes from. And then if it's coming from a well intention or a me too, uh, great, share that me too moment. Uh, we know the power of those two words. It's created a movement of its own and it's the most powerful thing we can do for each other is to share a me too because when I'm vulnerable and human, it inadvertently gives you permission to be vulnerable and human. And it knows that we're, we know that we're not alone. However, when we start to give advice, it can be really icky and it can feel really like we just wanted to be seen and heard. Uh, and so it's so powerful to be able just to say like, I see you, I hear you, that's awful, I'm sorry. Uh, and then maybe share a, a relatable experience. Uh, but uh, we have all been there where we just need to vent or share something and then someone's giving us unsolicited advice and you're like, oh, I just wanted to be heard. Like, I don't need your advice. Leave me alone. And that can close people off. And we don't want to be closed off. We want to be open. Absolutely. So there's just a few, yeah, a few things that I like to put into practice. Those are so such good tips. And I think um, people would be, as they're listening to this and seeing how this could apply to their lives, they might have questions of, oh, that sounds great in a safe space, but what ha- what could I do in um, at my workplace when you know somebody's trying to shove advice um, at me or um, at this event or in my relationship? So how can they stay, how can, these lovely introverts, ambitious introverts, stay open and vulnerable in these different situations, whether that be in-person, professional, personal life, or um, digital. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of power in the pause, in pausing to really take a moment to see what it is you want to share or rock vulnerability around, and then acknowledging who it is the receiver. Uh, We don't always have control over what we share or who we're sharing it with, but there is an element of choice there. And sometimes not everyone deserves to hear or receive our vulnerability or our heart in that way. So the second thing is, uh, especially in settings where we do know the people, uh, so maybe that's at work, in our relationships with our friends, I really recommend before sharing or venting or whatever it may be, just letting them know like, hey, 
I really need to get this off my chest. I really need to vent about this. Do you have the energy and space right now to, to hold for me? And the, I like this practice because it mirrors what you want others to do for you, right? Because as introverts, we don't always have the energy and capacity to hold for everybody. We need that space to recharge. We don't have, you know, oftentimes if you're big hearted and you have all your people are always coming to you for advice or feedback or whatever, it can be really overwhelming and drain us very quickly. And so if we can start mirroring that when we ask for space from others, but then also telling people, if you have that friend that's always coming to you to vent and vent and vent, saying like, hey, you know, I just don't have any energy right now. I really need to take a break tonight, but I'd be happy to hold space for you tomorrow and I'll let you know. And just letting them know that. We have to be mirrors for each other to reflect what we want and what we need. And uh, I've done that with friends and it's been a really beautiful transformation for both of us. Now at work, I also recommend that too. Now. Uh, boundaries are a little more tricky at work depending on who you work with and some people don't acknowledge boundaries but really sharing like hey I just don't have the energy or capacity right now but I would love to hold that for you at another time um, or I mean I think when we're dealing with uh, our energies at work and how we are responding to people especially with advice giving or who may be uh, draining our energy that we have to create those boundaries and make it very clear as to where we begin and where we end with people uh, to really protect our hearts in those spaces. Fantastic. And I think that's really helpful advice for people who maybe be are, are dealing with something, um, at, whether that be at work or in their relationship right now. So that's really easy, actionable advice with some great scripts there. Um, I'm also interested how you can um, curate those beautiful connections, but also energetic boundaries um, in the digital um, landscape because sometimes that's a lot harder because you're not you don't have that non-verbal communication um, to be mirrored in front of you or displayed in front of you to kind of get a better understanding of that in individual and their communication needs mm. yeah so I think again you know if it's depending on your online space. So if it's like emails or things like communication tools, text, things like that, I think there's a way to create boundaries and communicate your needs just through written word. Um, when it comes to social media, especially, because I talk a lot about this with the women in our community, uh, I really believe that we have to, if we are on our phones, we have to, which most of us are, right? I mean, I have my phone right here. It's I have come to the understanding that I, my phone's in my life just as much as anything or anyone else. And so I have to have a healthy relationship with it just like I would any other person. And so with that healthy relationship, I have to have boundaries and strong communication skills. And so I have the same thing with my social media apps. I have to really go into it with knowing I want to create a healthy relationship with it and feel connected to it. And when I start to feel disconnected or I start to get into comparison mode or I'm scrolling mindlessly, or I'm getting triggered by certain things, or feeling FOMO, that's like, oh, hey, Katie, this is not healthy. You need to step back. You need to practice that pause. You need to take a break. You need to reconnect with why you're on this app and really create that boundary. 
but the other side of that is I think social media is amazing. I love it. And I have made strangers from the internet some of my very best friends. And that's because I started following people that I really resonate with. And I didn't just follow them blindly and like they didn't know me. I was engaging with them. I was commenting on their posts. I was DMing them. I was having striking up conversations and just sharing like, hey, I really related to this. Thank you so much for sharing this. I really saw myself in that post. And it was from genuine, you know, heartfelt feelings. And I just wanted to express that. And some people, you know, it just is merely a relationship, not even a relationship, just a connection online. And some of those actually turned into real life friendships. And it's because connection is one of my core values and that's how I show up online and online spaces. Fantastic. I, I love that. And I think um, that reminder for women to to not merely just see uh, social media as um, a way to kind of like casually stalk people doing amazing things, but also, like you said, to, to really reach out and practice that connection, but in that really nurturing and um, authentic way of those open-ended questions of, you know, like you said, it's showing that little bit of vulnerability that I I can resonate with this because of X, Y, and Z, or you know this really made me feel this way, and and really starting that uh, beautiful relationship there. Absolutely, and cheering people on, celebrating them. You know, I don't know how many times a day I talk about comparison with someone or feel it myself, and we have a choice: we can fall down the rabbit hole of comparison, or we can pivot and really celebrate each other. And if I see somebody, you know, rocking a launch or, you know, celebrating themselves, I'm celebrating them too. I mean, it's really easy for us to uh, fall down those rabbit holes of commiseration or judgment. And so often when we're judging others, we're really just judging ourselves. And so if there's ways we can cheer each other on or elevate each other, I think the best place to do that is online. And, and. I'm guilty of this, but like going, you know, I love a good emoji, but like, let's use some words. Like instead of just like doing, you know, yay hearts or, you know, saying yes or yes queen or whatever, like let's put a little more words to it because uh, social media is also super spammy and gross. And there's a lot of people on there who also just want to make beautiful service level, uh, you know, feeds and things like that. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to see beautiful feeds. I want to see the realness, the humanness. I want to know the multi-dimensional person behind that square. And I want to connect with them. And so it takes a little bit of showing up on my end to really engage with those people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I love that. And I, I so relate to that as well. It's, you know, you fall in love and you develop those um, friendships and relationships out of the imperfect, um, beautiful qualities that that person shows, not because of this version or this filtered um, version of themselves that they're trying to portray. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also interested as well because I know, so connections that that involves a lot of energy, right? And you have to be in a really healthy space energetically um, to really put yourself out there. So for the woman who is listening right now and, and says, oh my gosh, I can, I can, I definitely crave that connection, but right now I am overwhelmed. I'm either overwhelmed or fearful or it, this is really out of my comfort zone or maybe even just slightly burnt out with other things in their life. 
what can they do to get them in a better energetic um, position to really make those heartfelt connections? Yeah. So the first thing I would say to that is me too, right? So I, I experienced that as well. And I think that we just have to really honor ourselves and give ourselves permission to be where we're at in whatever season of life we're at. And then if we're in a season of life where we just need to hibernate a little or just uh, maintain or cultivate more connection with ourselves, then we should honor that. And if the connection is something you really crave, but you just don't feel like you can, like know that that's okay first and foremost and give that compassion to yourself and know that there's other ways to cultivate connection, right? Maybe you can't show up to an event or put yourself out there, so to speak, but maybe you can do that online and that's where the online connection can be really uh, a beautiful outlet, whether that's on a Facebook group or on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. Uh, you know, I have a love-hate with Facebook. I'm going to say I get really overwhelmed as an introvert with Facebook groups. Um, that's why I like, um, you know, Her Turn has a private Facebook group. I like the smaller ones where, like, and they're, like, actual people that are trying to, like, sign you up to, you know, sell something or recruit you or do whatever. Like, it's just <laughs> a real connection, right? Yes. But I, I think online social media is a great place to start. Um, but for people who are feeling the tinge of discomfort or fear. So here's what I have to say to that. I think that we have to get real with ourselves and really get honest and say, what am I afraid of? And just lay it out there for yourself. Uh, I have this running real joke, although it's not a joke, it's real life, that every day, every afternoon before our gathering each month, I sort of call out everyone on our, our event page, or I, I used to send group text messages to all the beautiful women out there who signed up but are starting to question, like, oh, well, I'm really tired. Maybe I'll stay home with Netflix. Or I really want to connect, but I really just want to stay home and be cozy. And what I say to them is always, first and foremost, honor yourself, but be real with yourself and ask yourself what it is that I really need right now. Do I need to press pause and self-care and take, you know, have alone time where I don't talk to anyone? Or do I really need to be connecting? And if you really need to be connecting, then maybe you should come out and gather with us. Uh, and I recognize that our space is very unique and it doesn't exist everywhere yet. Uh, but whether that's, you know, not canceling plans and going out with your friend or, you know, meeting up for coffee somewhere or going out to the meetup group, whatever it is, ask yourself what you really need and take it. Uh, more often than not, the chances are you're going to need the connection and you just have to muster up a little courage over comfort and, and, and do it. Uh, no one loves cancels plan more than an introvert and I get it but also uh, ask her be real with yourself like why are you avoiding this and can you choose courage over comfort oh I love that that's such a good advice because it's it's really like you were saying going back to that pause and you can do that pause with just you know a couple of minutes every morning or in the evening and asking yourself like you said those guiding questions about what do you truly need if it's rest yes that's fantastic but if it's really underneath that you want to connect um, sometimes just listening to some amazing music or um, psyching yourself up will get you the energy um, you need 
to connect and then the women having that beautiful rich conversation will do the rest for you absolutely and it doesn't have to be some meditative moment where you're like in a corner zenning out it literally is just pausing and be like okay what do I really need and then and then taking it and it's just a being superhuman super real with yourself and yeah and then it's writing that permission slip okay I give myself permission to go out for an hour and just show up and engage and maybe talk to one person or whatever and and let that help you take imperfect action Mm, absolutely um as as you're talking as well something came popped up in my head and I think because like you were saying um having the phone on hand we all have our phone on hand it's just an appendage at this point and it can be super easy to just get out the phone do shoot a text message and then before you know it you're kind of in this long conversation via text um or you know the same on social media which is fantastic you're connecting on a certain level um but where is that point where we really should be breaking away from the digital and saying oh wait like this deserves a meteor juicier sit down conversation whether that be either via facetime or in person at a coffee shop yeah so i guess that really is dependent on you and the other person um but i think again it goes back to that connection with yourself like knowing yourself and exploring yourself in that in your current season of life uh I'm not a huge phone talker. I never like talking on the phone. So phone calls are great for some people. Uh, Like my best friends, I love catching up with them on the phone. But I love Zoom. I love being able to see faces and make eye contact or FaceTime. And obviously I love real life connection as as probably my top top favorite, but it's not always available. And energetically, I can't always have a full schedule of coffee dates. So it's really tuning into, again, being real with yourself and asking yourself what you need and also what you want and really uh, exploring what kind of connector you are, what kind of connector you are. uh, Do you like to have just one-on-one intimate conversations? Do you like to be in a group full of people? You know, just because we're introverts doesn't mean we all don't like to be having conversations with multiple people at a party you know or at a dinner party um or maybe you really love those deep really meaningful rich conversations so it's really getting to know yourself as a connector and starting to identify how you like to connect um who you want to be connected with know your core values so that you can allow that be your filter or lens through which you create connection Uh, I think that's really where it starts. And then just doing it, you know, trying, trying on different ways to connect with people. Uh, If I work with a lot of women who just moved uh, here, they're moving away and it's really hard to meet people when you move. I'm sure you can speak to that (laughs) and uh, finding places to meet friends. And I think it's so great that like Bumble BFF exists. Um, That's fantastic. And I know there's a lot of other like friendship making apps and I love that. And it, so it's really, if that's what you crave, if you know connection's important to you and you need it, uh, and it's part of self-care, which, side note, it's, it's for everybody. It's all human, 7 billion humans on this planet need it. Uh, it's figuring out, you have the choice and control over where you connect. So if networking events make your palms sweat and you leave feeling nauseous and drained, like, 
maybe you shouldn't go to a networking event. Like maybe you go to a yoga class, right? Or if you really want to try a new hobby, but you're afraid, like choose courage over comfort and sign up for, you know, a one-time class or a meetup or something like that. Oh, that's such a good um, point. And I love that you raised um, Bumble BFF and there's so many amazing um, uh, social media opportunities for people to make those digital connections first. And then if they so choose to make those real in-person meetups and really kind of start those nurturing conversations and relationships. Um, Yeah. I just want to say too that and what I have witnessed in, in, being the space holder for connection to exist uh, for, for this many years is that, you know, friendship making is kind of like dating um, in a way, you know, we kind of have to put ourselves out there. We kind of have to put say like, do you want to grab coffee, you know? And it can feel awkward and we just have to own it that like, we're all naturally awkward, let's just own it. But more often than not, other women also want to grab coffee. They just like don't know how this is just hard stuff. Making friends as an adult is hard as hell. And so leaning in, showing up, like you're just being able to give others permission to do the same. And so if you've been wanting to grab coffee with somebody or reach out to someone, just just do it. Like I promise you they're they're willing and ready and and, and able to, to meet you out as well. Oh, 100%. Actually, one of my best um, friends became my friend because one day she said, she turned to me and she said, can we be friends? And I just thought that was so adorable. I was like, yes, because you're so amazing and you're fantastic. And this was, I'm so glad that she was brave enough to admit that. And when I moved um, to DC after living in Scotland for so many years, I kind of applied the same thing I went up to people I was like let's be friends could we be friends and you know it sounds super corny as a 30 plus year old woman and um you kind of feel a little bit childish but there's something really lovely and kind and silly and goofy that make in that statement that makes people smile and actually like inquire and be like oh she sounds pretty funny or strange or goofy let's dig in deeper Right, because it's real and it's authentic, right? I say that all the time. I hear it all the time. Like, can we just be friends in real life? And it's like, can we go from like being Instagram friends to like real friends? And yeah, it's real and authentic and that builds trust, right? And that's that's exactly how we have to do it because that's how we're rewriting the narrative. It's how we redefine how we connect. Mm, absolutely. Um, I'm also interested as well because I know a lot of women who are listening to this podcast right now, um, they have probably gone throughout their whole lives um, being told, you know, what introvert, um, being an introvert means and is, right? And here you are, um, a a queen at connecting um, and creating amazing, juicy relationships and conversations in Northeast Ohio. um, And you are doing what perhaps people in society are saying is completely different from what they view as an introvert. So for women who really resonate with your story and um, want to know how how you dove in, how you really addressed um, these questions and flipped that script both internally as well as externally, I'd be interested in, in hearing you speak on that. Yeah, 
So I thought for so long in my life, I had to cling to labels. Uh, and I think like all women uh, and all humans that we, uh, from early on, we get put in a box uh, that we're told, whether it's by our families, our culture, our religion, society, school, whatever it may be, that we're too much, too little of something. We're not enough. Uh, we have to be this way or that way, extroverted, introverted, ambiverted, whatever it is. And it ends up creating a box around us. And uh, I actually teach this uh, activity, this sort of facilitate this this activity called smash the box. And it's quite literally, um, if you draw a box on a piece of paper and you just brain dumped everything you've ever been told you were, uh, whatever labels, whatever you're too little of, too much of, you know, all the things you, sh all the should ofs, could ofs, whatever in that box. And then on the outside, brain dump all the, what's real, what's true about you. Uh, and then look at what's inside and what's outside and then smash the box, crumple it up, light it on fire, throw it away, whatever you need to do. Because in the end, I may be introverted, which means for me means I need, I value space. Space is one of my core values. I need to take space. I need to hold space. I need to um, be in a space that feels good so I can recharge my battery. But I love connection. So just because I need space to recharge doesn't mean I love being around people and need to be around people. We need we as humans use these terms to help us create communication and to be able to create connection, right? However, we've gone a little too far in attaching and clinging on to the labels to, uh, to identify who we are. And we are more than just introverts. We are more than just the box, right? Mm -hmm. So I really encourage people who may be clinging on too much to those labels, to what you've been told or what you should, um, who you should be to think about smashing your own box because we are bigger than boxes and we need to be taking up space as we are. You know, I don't go around saying, hi, I'm Katie, I'm an introvert. Like, I actually used to say that a lot and then I, re I realized the more I said that, the more smaller I felt. I felt myself shrinking. And now that I can really take up space because I've smashed that box, I can really hold myself high and say like, this is who I am it's a part of who I am, but it's not, it doesn't define me. And, uh, you know, we are our own experts at who we are. No one knows us better than ourselves. And so we have the power and the choice to really define who we are and mirror that for other people. hundred percent. That's, that's so juicy right there and, and really helpful for anyone battling that, um, those internal expectations or those stories that they may be having. Um, I think as well, what's really interesting, I always love to talk to oh, anyone about their own energy management because we're living in a very busy world. We have, as um, ambitious women, we have dreams and goals we're achieving as well as just managing other responsibilities. And I'm always interested to hear how people, and especially as introverts, because there's a certain way that you know, we recharge um, and it's different for everyone. But I'd be interested in how you manage your energy when it comes to your own relationships, um, business, and holding space for the women in her turn. So I believe our language creates our reality, right? And I love language, if you can't tell. 
And I really believe that one way I have been able to reclaim my energy is to take a language audit and really tune into the language I'm using. Uh, Over the last two years, I've really taken effort to eliminate the word, I'm so busy, because the more I kept saying and telling people I was busy, I started to feel really overwhelmed by that and energetically drained by that. But by shifting my language to my schedule is really full right now, or I feel very full, um, it 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 shifts my energy. And so I really tune into the words I'm using and I catch myself uh, and will rephrase things. Uh, I find myself doing that a lot in my relationships. Like I mentioned earlier, I will text you know, my biz bestie or my friend or even my partner and I'll be like, hey, like I really need to process this right now. Do you have the space and energy for me? Or create the boundary and saying like, I just feel really, I have a lot on my plate right now. I need to take a few steps back or I have to say no to this. Uh, so language is a big uh, thing that I have done to reclaim my energy. The other thing is, again, staying in this consistent relationship with myself and knowing myself and acquainting myself as I evolve, as I grow, as I enter different seasons of life. Uh, I'm in a season of life right now where uh, I'm going through some shadowy uh, grieving things and I, my natural instinct is to create and go and grow and do all these things. And I have to really take a step back and be like, you know, right now I just need to be at home. I need to be not doing all the things. I have to say no. And it's okay to say no to people and just say like, you know, I really want to come to your thing or I really want to do this. But right now I just need to honor myself. And being honest and sharing that with people is, uh, sometimes but it's actually a radical act of self-love and they other people really appreciate that um, I know I would really appreciate if someone said that to me and would honor that so really knowing and asking yourself what you need and taking it is so important and again um, being connected to my core values and revisiting those I revisit them in every season actual season um, because it's the filter in which I live and it helps me create those boundaries. And like I mentioned, connection is one of my values, but space is too. And space is really important for me. I need to go to bed early. Um, sometimes I just don't want to say anything for a few hours. And I, and that's okay. And people know that about me because I'm clearly communicating that and it's honored. Fantastic. I love how as well you re- reiterated the importance of that your energy will go into in cycles just as um, nature goes in cycles, right? We're organic material. So we are not gonna be um, an assembly line of efficiency every single second. And um, there might be the rest and restore periods or the nurture periods or the engaging and visibility periods. And that is absolutely okay. But checking back into your needs as you were saying at the very beginning of our conversation and what do you need in this moment yeah and I also like to say uh in the age of self-care right I the the buzzy the buzzy word self-care um I started to disconnect with that word 
and again went back to language and asked myself why is it that I feel disconnected to it and I realized because it feels so surface level and I'm not a surface level person and so I had to replace it with the word nourishment like how do I nourish myself like what do I do to nourish my mind my body my heart and that also shifted my energy and has allowed me to really honor how I recharge and how I reclaim my energy Oh, I love that. And nourishment is so such a juicy, full, expansive word as well. Um, so I'm actually curious um, how you're in this certain stage of your life right now, um, how you're, you're nourishing yourself um, either weekly or daily. Yeah, so I right now am really tuning in to how I feel uh, and ensuring that however I'm feeling in the moment, I'm allowing myself to be with that feeling and not bypassing it because it's so easy to emotionally bypass our experiences and uh, or easy to trance out of it. I'm such a daydreamer. Like I'm so good at future tripping and I'm bringing (laughs) myself back to the moment. And if I'm feeling uneasy or I'm feeling uncomfortable, I'm sort of allowing myself to sit and embrace that discomfort. I'm really leaning on my support system right now and being trying to be a better person at asking for help or asking for someone to listen or be there for me um, as somebody who has always been shyer or like in my head, um, which I'm sure a lot of folks here can relate to. Uh, I also never wanted to burden other people or never knew how to communicate my big feelings. And so I've been really in this uh, season of life where I'm, I'm just boldly asking for what I need and and sharing with people and being really open and honest and and receiving rather than constantly giving, receiving that support. And uh, I'm allowing, giving myself permission to to say no and not do everything uh, and not feel like I have to, you know, do all the things a business owner should be doing or all the things, you know, a coach should be doing and just allowing it to be what it is and being okay with that and taking imperfect action, uh, which has been a big theme of this season of life too. Oh, fantastic. And I think it goes back to that creating, giving yourself permission, um, one, and, and two, giving yourself that space to, to kind of, you know, be who you need to be and do look after yourself, um, in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, Katie, um, if women are absolutely in love with um, her turn, because um, I know I am, I definitely, um, next time I go back to Northeast Ohio, I will definitely check you out because. Um, let's be yeah. friends in real life. Yes. Oh, my God. Please, girl. Yes. <laughs> Ladies, you heard it here. I found a new friend. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if there's other women who are like, yes, I want to join that friend group as well, or they just can't get to Northeast Ohio at this point in time, um, how can they create um, their own kind of nurturing, loving, um, uh, full-bodied circle of women? Absolutely. So we have, uh, although I live in Northeast Ohio and all of our in-person stuff right now is here, our community is worldwide. We have women in our community who are from all over the place. So uh, the best way to start, especially if you're a little bit leery of creating real authentic connection, maybe you're like, whoa, this is a lot. 
I just want to dip my toes. Uh, join us in our online community. We have a private Facebook group. Um, we are on Instagram, and it's just a really great way to start to to start really to give yourself permission to start. Obviously, if you're in the Cleveland area, we would love to have you um, join us. But I'm also rolling out a um, a beta program this year to begin um, inviting women in who want to feel called to lead this work um, in their own communities, uh, so that I can offer really guidance and mentorship in this framework. Because I anyone can create connection, right? And if you want to start connecting right now, you can go out and hold space and, and start connecting. Uh, and I encourage you to do so. But if you're really feeling called or interested in learning how to actually utilize these methods um, that are really the blueprint of redefining how we connect, I would love to connect with you because we um, will be rolling that out this year and then it'll grow um, to be kind of a guide in guiding this work. Fantastic. And, and how can they get in touch with you if they want to, or they feel called to be a guide? Yeah. So you can check it all out at herturnco.com uh, or email me at hello at herturnco.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore herturnco or Facebook herturnco, herturnco community. My name is Katie Kurtz. I love connection. It's what I'm all about. And when I say, like, DM me, message me, like, I really mean it. I'm the person behind all of the screens. And uh, I was just telling in my to my community in my email today that, like, we have to really, if connection's what we really want, we have to show up and actually do it, right? Uh, and so please reach out. I I love connecting, uh, especially online, because it's it's at our fingertips. Like, how cool is that? I love that. Oh, absolutely. And ladies, if you are um, thinking about um, reaching out to Katie Dew, she's just as warm and inviting as she sounds. Um, uh, I've I just thoroughly enjoyed um, getting to know her. Um, so reach out and do something um, for yourself. Um, Katie, I always love to ask women before they leave um, the podcast, um, what's your, your next focus? Yeah, so right now I just relaunched my web home, my website, uh, which I, after four years, feel so connected to. Every single woman whose photo is on my website is a dear friend that I've met through our gatherings and retreats. So it's super special to see them um, represented on our our website. Um, But I launched my own podcast called the It's Her Turn podcast. Uh, So right now I am in the thick of that. I would love to have you. Uh, let's swap. You can come on my podcast. Yes. So I'm having a lot of connector conversations. It's really the connection destination where I dig into more of these um, just relatable real talk and conversations about all things connection. I like to drag those topics we don't always talk about or we keep hidden and drag them in the open and let's connect about them. Um, and so that's, uh, I love that. I love talking about connection and connecting over that. So that's what I'm working on right now. And like I said, too, uh, I may have some other events up my sleeve, but uh, I that beta program will be rolling out hopefully uh, this summer or fall as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, I can't wait to hear more about it. Ladies, all of the information on how to reach out to Katie will be in the show notes for this episode. So please do. She's fantastic. And she will nurture your introverted soul. Introverts, welcome. All people are welcome. Absolutely. And Katie, thank you so much. And I can't wait to speak to you soon. Thank you. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully I gave you the boost you needed to start your week. If it did, it would be appreciated if you spent two minutes right now to give this podcast a review on iTunes and then share the episode with an introverted friend who needs to hear this message. Your review will make sure other ambitious introverts who are struggling to find their voice and focus find this show and can receive the love and support we hope you felt today. Thank you. And remember, your perceived introverted weaknesses are your powerhouse.